it doesn't matter if you are seven years old or 77 years old. It can be intimidating to walk into a dining room for the first time and not know who you're going to sit with. Is someone going to be mean? You know, it's just it's that kind of awkward feeling. And we all have that no matter how old we are. So a lot of the communities have what they call ambassador programs or buddy programs. And these are residents who live there who have volunteered to be a buddy to someone new who's moved in. And a lot of times they'll go to their apartment greet them, bring them down with them to the dining room the first few times, help them sort of learn their way around the community. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to another episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. When you hear the term senior living, what's the first thought that pops in your mind? Do you picture a nursing home or do you picture something else? (laughs) Well, a lot of people still picture a nursing home. So that is what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about senior living and the eight questions to ask yourself to figure out what type of senior living is going to be right for yourself or for your family member. So I own a placement service. And what we do is we help families figure out what type of care, if care is needed, or what type of senior living is going to best fit their needs. And when I do that, I go through these eight different questions. And it's all part of the process of educating the family on what's available, what is out there beyond the nursing home. And I'm going to take you through that today because I think it is so important. And if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know that we've covered in depth the different types of senior living. But if you haven't listened, that's fine. We're going to catch you up on this. And then you can go back and listen to all those other episodes so you can get a little more detail. But let's start off with these eight questions to go through when the topic of senior living has come up. So number one, location. That's going to be the first thing you're going to think about when you're saying to yourself, you know, either I'm tired of living in my house and I just, you know, I want to downsize or I want to move closer to family. Let's figure out what we want to do. If you are the adult children and this is for your parents, maybe it's time they need assisted living or memory care. Maybe they're not able to make that decision by themselves then you're going to make it. Are you in state? Do you want them near you? Do you live out of state? Do you want to move them closer to you? Do you have three siblings and you all are spread out across the country? Who makes more sense like to have them near? So there's a lot of factors that come into play there. But first, you really need to figure out what location are we looking to to move them to. Second is going to be lifestyle. So 
You've lived in your own home, but you're tired of the upkeep of the house, right? Maybe you're tired of cooking. You want to meet more people. You want to socialize. So you're looking more independent living. So you've kind of figured that out. This is what I what I want for myself. I want to be an independent living. So now we know the location, the area you want to be in, and we know the type of senior living that we're going to be pursuing. Or maybe this is for your mom. Your mom has dementia. And maybe she just wandered out of the house. (laughs) And we're kind of a 911 situation now. Well, we're going to be looking for a secure memory care or maybe a residential care home. And we have covered all the different types of senior living before, as I said. But just to kind of recap real quick, we have senior apartments, which are either you have to be 55 or 62 to move into, 55 up, 62 up. They're all a little bit different. And that's just like, you know, what it sounds like. It's an apartment for seniors. Second on the list, we have the independent living or we call it the cruise ship on land. Uh, You might want to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. And that's where you have meals included, activities, housekeeping, transportation. Everything is just included in one price. The next level up would be assisted living, where there's some care needs that are, are needed. Maybe help with bathing, dressing, going from their bed to a chair, to a wheelchair, maybe some dementia. Then we have the memory care, which is the secure memory care for someone who may be starting to wander or having some behavior issues. And then lastly, we have residential care homes, which is a smaller type of community that can do a higher level of care. Most people in a residential care home either have some degree of dementia, or they have some serious physical needs that they need a lot of help. So those are the different types of lifestyle options or care. So Again, we're going to figure out location, then we're going to figure out what lifestyle options or care needs are needed. Third, we're going to look at activities. And when I'm talking to a family, I like to get a good feel for for what they're like, what they enjoy doing. So if I'm talking to someone who they're trying to find a place for their mom or dad, I like to find out about them. What do they like to do? Are they social or are they a little more reclusive? Do they like gardening, book club? exercise, card games, bingo. What kind of things do they like? Let's take a look at the activity calendar. Whenever you visit a community, they all will have an activity calendar that you can look at. You can see on there, you know, what is scheduled each day of the week. If there's an excursion, if there's, you know, whatever there may be. I've had people who will actually take an activity calendar and then just highlight all the things that they want to do. So it just depends. People are different. So, you know, if you if you're looking for something, if you're super social and you want lots of activities, that's probably going to be a little more important to you, but I do think it's important to um, take a look at that activity calendar when you're visiting communities. Fourth on the list, meals. What are you looking for, right? Do you want no meals at all? You're still cooking? Great. So senior apartment may be your way to go. You don't want to, you know, you don't want the meals. You want to be able to do kind of your own thing. Then that may be the best choice for you. But maybe you want meals. So we're going to look at independent, assistant, memory care. All of those are going to include anywhere from two to three meals a day. 
These communities, you may be thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to be like hospital food. And the answer to that would be no. <laughs> These are really good. I've, I've had some of the best meals ever in senior communities. A lot of them have chefs. What I recommend to families is to always try a meal. Go at lunchtime. That's probably the biggest meal of the day for most communities. It's a great way to not only try out the food, but also to see the other seniors who live there, the other residents. So you kind of have a feel for the community. Fifth, we're going to look at caregiver staff. So if we're looking more at assisted living, memory care, or a care home, we're going to have caregivers there. And it's all right for you to ask these questions. Ask about how they're trained. Ask about the ratio of caregiver to resident. Ask about the tenure of the staff. Have they been here five years? Have they just started? What's going on? You can ask those questions. Six, family involvement. Does the community encourage family involvement? If that's important to you, then you're going to want a community that allows or encourages family involvement. I worked in an independent living community, and they very much embraced this. And, you know, we did activities where the grandkids could come visit. We had bounce houses. We would do picnic kind of events. We even had an ice cream contest one year where we had three judges, and we had different people made ice cream, and they got judged, you know, whoever won. We had different winners for the different ice creams. Okay, I did enter an ice cream. It was I think it was it was big red ice cream. And I did not win, but it was very tasty. <laughs> I will say that. It was good. But I didn't win. But it was just such a fun event. And we had families involved. And, you know, as a staff member, I was able to bring my children who were elementary school at the time up there and be involved. And it's just, it's nice. If you want more of a family involvement type environment, then ask those questions too. Seventh on the list is budget. And budget is going to be huge. And we've talked about this on past podcasts, but if you haven't listened to those, these type of communities are not covered by Medicare or Medicaid. They are private pay only. And what private pay means is social security, savings, pension, sale of a house. Those are how we pay for these types of communities. When you ask that question, you know, how are they paying to live there? That's how. If we're looking more at like some assisted care, like assisted living, memory care, and a care home, we may be able to look at long-term care insurance and also a VA benefits if they're a veteran. So there's some things that come into play. There are some places that may take a form of Medicaid, but that's a whole different ballgame than what we're just in general looking at today. And then the eighth thing that we look at, the eighth question that we, we go through is what does the move-in process look like? And it looks the same in most communities. You're going to fill out the paperwork. You're going to sign the contract. You're going to, um, if it's assisted living or in some type of community that's going to be providing some care, they're going to need orders from the doctor because, of course, they need to know what medications the person is on and what they've been diagnosed with, all those types of things they have to know to be able to care for them. But what you need to ask is, what do they do when they're welcoming? Like I know some communities that literally roll out a red carpet and the staff is standing there as they move in, as they walk, they walk into the door. But most have some kind of a process for bringing someone new into the community. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you are seven years old or 77 years old. 
It can be intimidating to walk into a dining room for the first time and not know who you're going to sit with. Is someone going to be mean? You know, it's just it's that kind of awkward feeling. And we all have that no matter how old we are. So a lot of the communities have what they call ambassador programs or buddy programs. And these are residents who live there who have volunteered to be a buddy to someone new who's moved in. And a lot of times they'll go to their apartment greet them, bring them down with them to the dining room the first few times, help them sort of learn their way around the community. A lot of times the activities directors will line things up and it depends on your on you and on your family member. So like if your mom is super, super shy and you're afraid that she may not come out to events, then that's something you'd want to communicate with to the staff so that they will make arrangements to make sure she's maybe coming out with a personal invitation. Maybe the activities person would go and get her and remind her till she kind of gets into a routine. So those are the things to ask about in the move-in process, what that's going to look like and how they help to adapt to the new community. So I hope that helps. So these, like I said, let me just kind of recap the eight tips. So when you're thinking about senior living, we're going to look at first location, we're going to look at lifestyle options or care, activities, check out that activity calendar, meals. What does that look like for you, for your lifestyle or your family member's lifestyle? Do we want no meals or do we want three meals or somewhere in between? Caregiver staff, family involvement, budget, and then what does the move-in process look like? Again, this is what we do every day in the senior placement service. So if you need assistance, we're always happy to help you with that. It's completely free service. Okay, and remember, if you want to learn more about everything we just talked about, we have done a deep dive throughout the podcast on all of these topics. So you can always go back through and um, and listen for some more in-depth knowledge on the different types of senior communities, on activities, on budget, all of that. We have all kinds of great information for you. You can also please visit my website. We have lots of resources there, as well as links to all the different podcast episodes. And my website is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. Thank you so much for listening listening to the podcast, please share it with your friends and family members, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.